Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all ready? Yes. All right, we're rolling here, rolling here. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Speak the Language podcast. This is the uh, this is the first podcast I've ever recorded. I feel like I'm, and I am not kind. I am still in y'all's gear. This is the first podcast I've recorded that's not been on my own stuff. This is y'all's stuff. Oh yeah. I'm just visiting. It uh, it gets you by, but it gets uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> not the most high tech. But neither are we. So that's all right. It's all good. I'm gonna um, try to like set where we are. Like, set, okay. I'm terrible. I have a very bad habit of like just starting talking and not saying what's going on or what we're doing. <laughs> so I'm gonna do that right now. I am at the. This is the headquarters of Spring Legion, so to speak. Is it not the headquarters? The headquarters. Uh, secondary bedroom. I'm second. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like Spring Legion was conceived in here right so to speak so to speak this yeah. is where all the magic happens this is where all these like these shirts and hats <laughs> on this shelf in here a lot of shirts and hats and shipping labels and a couple time hats. what's that time you got a lot of time in here yeah yeah so y- y'all introduce yourselves real quick i'll let hunter go first yeah i'm hunter and i uh I guess I would be the quote-unquote founder of Spring Legion. Yeah, prestigious. Yeah, but um, Seals here is uh. I'm Austin Seals. I just do uh do as much as I can to help him. It does help a lot too. Yeah, y'all two been knowing each other for like a while, right? Oh, like yeah. go way back. Literally, probably since age three, I'd say. Yeah. Went to kindergarten together. Yeah. How long? How long y'all been turkey hunting with each other? <sighs> since before we could drive. Yeah. yeah. I know Hunter had a. Black Z seventy one. When he was, I guess, fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> we had to take off down the back roads, and that's, I guess, where we started hunting together. Not with our dads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all are both from Raymond, yeah. right around in there. Yeah. We, uh, I guess, our parents live what two miles from each other. If that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's always it's funny to me. Um, there's so many ways that so many directions I want to take this conversation. So I gotta like pick one first. But it's funny to me like how I met the two of y'all. Right. Because Spring Legion just started last spring, right? Let's see, 2019. Okay. That was kind of the test year. Yeah. A test run year. So last last spring, 2020, was the first season that it was kind of a, a running running deal. Okay, because last spring is when I heard about it mm-hmm. for the first time. Gotcha. So that's that was, how a lot of it was. Yeah. We kind of tried to stay under the radar for that first year, just kind of seeing what would happen. Yeah, kind of which route to take and, and stuff like that. And and mainly because we only had about five hats. And uh, <laughs> kind of scared yeah, what if it takes off and we're not really prepared. Like so. five design of hats or like five Five hats. literal hats. Like literally five And all hats. of them were kind of messed up. Yeah, so. and all, yeah, but I say we <laughs> with all of them. So, I mean, one would be an inch from the bill, one would be half an inch, one maybe three inches. And I wasn't positive the website even worked until they finally did it one day. And I had to fulfill an order and didn't know how to. Uh, dude, dude, I did that. Uh, not to chase too much of a rabbit hole when I did that six point season mm-hmm. thing and I just like typical me didn't think it fully through and just dove off into <laughs> it I, the whole web sales and shipping like, I am not made for that or I gotta learn more about it before I try that again I think I think we got everyone's shirt covered I don't know but... I got a line over there I, I got you one too by the way I forgot to tell you huh? I, got a, I got you a shirt six point season 
Oh, I'm have two. Yeah. <laughs> He's got two of them. But yeah, anyhow, but getting back to what I was talking about, it's funny to me how I met y'all. Because I met y'all because I, I'd heard of y'all because you reached out to me last spring. Mm-hmm. So I knew, but I still didn't know, like, you reached out to me through, like, the brand. So mm-hmm. I still didn't know Hunter, you, Austin. It was uh, through Gary. Mm-hmm. And so through this country singer that lives in Nashville. <laughs> We find ourselves turkey hunting together in Maine, and he's telling me about these guys from Spring Legion, and he's and I'm like, yeah, I've heard of those guys. I know they're in Mississippi. He's like, they're in Raymond. I was like, they're that close, <laughs> literally down the road. Yeah, and so I mean, and we've been. I grew I grew up in Brandon, Mississippi, mm-hmm. so not far at all. And I had never met y'all or anything. And the only reason any of us ever met was because of Gary. It's just funny how that how that stuff works out. Gary and the Gator Hunt. Gary and the Gator yeah. Hunt. The really unsuccessful gator. We talked about because I was on y'all's podcast a couple weeks ago, and we talked very much about the the gator oh, yeah. hunt and everything. So, tell me, like, uh, I was touch on this for a little while because it's it's intriguing to me. Like, where where did base like y'all say Spring Legion? Where did that come from? Um, let's see. I guess that it would have been February of that 2019 season. Um, just kind of brainstorming with myself, I guess. Uh, it, it was something, not necessarily Spring Legion, but something, you know, was on my mind about kind of creating a way to celebrate or to at least recognize uh, turkey hunters and and kind of the obsession that goes into turkey hunting in the springtime and mm-hmm. with it being such a, it's a concentrated, you know, niche of people, but it's a very collectively they, they they care a lot about turkey hunting and, and mm-hmm. a lot of people know what i'm talking about without explanation but but um i feel like there was a, a you know a lot of brands of things that could kind of somewhat represent other realms of the outdoors a little more than turkey hunting yeah. and um this is i mean that's just kind of what i wanted to do kind of in the back of my mind for a little while i guess and then um yeah i think uh kind of a tipping point came in that february where uh I felt like there was with the with the growth of social media and with the growth of exposure that way um kind of a little bit of the authenticity and the the uh I guess you would say the the driving pursuit of, of spring to me um going after turkeys in springtime was yeah. kind of losing its losing its uh heritage I guess you'd say maybe yeah. a little a little bit um and I didn't want that trend to just grow into a reputation for turkey hunters all over. So, yeah. Um, and just kind of my, my theory behind it was, you know, if you're going to kind of kind of knock something, I guess, I don't want to say it like that, but, you know, you better have something to, uh, to kind of counter it. And I didn't think there was really anything to provide that at the time. And I said, well, you know, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll make something to kind of just celebrate that, that heritage and the authenticity and just the, the way to go about it. And, we, I guess I just felt that, you know, apparel or really anything to represent that um, would be kind of a new school way to represent that old school mindset. Of, yeah. Of just the, the basics, really, just just what what comes with spring. The, uh, it's just so much into it. I don't, I don't know. Well, it's pretty clear, like, to me, with before I even knew y'all or had too many conversations, like, how y'all felt about turkey hunting. Mm-hmm. And I know what you mean. Um, as far as, I mean, cause I can, I get, I mean, it's no secret and I feel a lot of the listeners of this podcast are the same way. Um, I say this all the time, like for, for whatever reason, our podcast, we're past three and a half year mark now, but ever since we started, um, 
you can watch like our yearly analytics the second we start talking about turkeys <laughs> it spikes like we have the most people tuning in when we're talking about turkeys and it makes sense you know primos kind of got started like the 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 what everyone kind of remembers about Primo's is that first Truth One video right. with Will and that turkey on Glasscock Island and that old footage that Wad hitting the turkey in the neck yeah. and running out there. Yeah, I'm sure both of y'all have seen it. Oh, you know? yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I, it makes sense why, you know, Primo's is kind of just kind of more, uh, I guess, gravitates turkey hunters mm-hmm. just because that's always been a mainstay for us. So, uh, y'all, that the Spring Legion thing just stuck out to me. Um, so let's go this way. I, I like I like asking this. So like, take me uh, take me your first turkey hunting experience. I'm gonna do it with you first, Hunter, and then we'll go to Austin. First turkey hunting experience yeah. as a kid. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, a lot they started shoot when I was old enough to walk. I'd say um, pretty much just tagging along with my dad. And he was turkey hunting, and I was kind of spectating because that's what we did on Saturdays. Um, but uh, I'd say, I guess first, my first turkey, we can go into that because a lot of those was me. You sit here, and you don't move, and you don't say a word, <laughs> and I'm going to kill this turkey real quick. But um, yeah. a couple of those before I actually got to go hunting and um, shoot my first turkey, I think I was seven years old. Yeah, seven years old. And... Um, it was, it was probably, it was youth weekend or it might have been open a weekend down here in Mississippi. And um, me and my dad, I remember we crawled on our hands and knees to a, to a dried up pond and got up kind of behind this pond dam. It was a, a big old drove of turkeys out, out in a kind of a grown up field. It was, it was misting rain or it was foggy, misting rain, just all that. And um, we crawled up to that pond dam and, um, and I kind of set my little 14 on the top of it. My dad got to call him too. It was one long beard, about 35 years. Yeah. And um, yeah, the one that he hunted a couple of times, I guess that was you know his way of breaking me into this obsession now. Yeah. Um, was putting, was, was gonna put me on a turkey like that. <laughs> and um, either way, it ended up working out. We, he, he called him closure. And uh, I remember uh, I mentioned it in the last chapter of that book. Uh, he kind of has a little cadence of, of checkoffs that he would do anytime he took his hunting. And um, it was, you know, take a deep breath, put your cheekbone on the gun, you know, make sure you can see the bead but not the barrel, and then put that bead on the, put the feather stop on the turkey's neck and squeeze the trigger with the gun, let the gun go off when it wants to. I got it memorized. Um, <laughs> but, um, but pretty much, just in short, uh, he kind of went through that, and I, he asked me if I was ready, and I thought he'd be up. And then, uh, so he went through that, and I told him, uh, I got to thinking, and he was kind of getting a little antsy, like, all right, you ready? Go ahead and, you know, shoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're getting pretty close, because I had to, he had to get them in, like, real close. Like, yeah, this, this, is, this is 410 pre-TSS. Yeah, this days. is, like, yeah, big time. <laughs> like, you really just, I mean, they can be a, a, a few feet, and you still got, got a, a chance of missing. Um, so, so they're in our lap right now, and I had to look back through them, and, just for clarification, I didn't. I didn't want to say it, but I had to say it. Asking, you know, which one's a gobbler? <laughs> sure. Just to make sure. Yeah. And um, what he he said, uh, he kind of he kind of took a little pause. He said, uh, "It was one strutting." The puffin one. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh gosh, one strutting me." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm sitting here gripping that fourth end as tight as I can. I'm, I just knew he was about to grab it and be like, uh-uh, you ain't ready for this.'" And uh, he he said he says a big round one in the back or something like that. Yeah. 
And so it was not pointed at the big round in the back. So I had to swivel that thing around. <laughs> and they're looking at us. I mean, they're, you know, starting to put like crazy. And I mean, they're, I think some of them are behind us by now. They've walked all the way on the other side of the pond. And uh, I, I jerked the trigger like my life depended on it, not squeeze it, let it go off when it wanted to. And um, so we take off running. And um, I had no idea if I had a turkey. And I don't think he did either. And we're just kind of running through dodging these airborne turkeys, running down the pond dam. And then we both see one is to our left, laying on the ground flopping, and, which is good, but neither of us knew if it was the long beard or not. <laughs> so that, that was not the moment of truth. The moment of truth, we came over there and and, uh, and he flipped it over and shoot, he had a paintbrush of a beard and it flopped over. And I remember, I mean, it about hit me and I didn't know what to do. I, I was, I mean, I, I was in awe. And he picked me up and threw me over his head and was hugging me. and. I was trying to kind of make sure that long beards, I mean, that uh, gobblers are the only ones that have beards. So I wasn't technically positive of that at the point, but I kind of got the gist as excited as yeah. you was. And, I mean, you're seven. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm like, man, this looks a lot like the ones you bring home, but I hope that he is. Yeah. I think I did something right, but, man, it was, I remember he said he said to me, uh, he said, you're a turkey hunter for the rest of your life, and I did not know at the time. The, the impact of what that the, that phrase would mean yeah but but even at that young age i knew pretty quick that it, it doesn't go away once you once once you're turkey hunter you're off the rest of your life and yeah i'm still just as obsessed with it. ate up about it yeah i mean yeah, obviously just i mean <laughs> no no lesser than i was that day right now uh looking forward to this season maybe a little more but i don't know <laughs> it, it hadn't budged austin take me down memory lane oh i was just sitting there thinking actually my first memory starts where Hunter first talked to me about Spring Legion. Mm -hmm. We were sitting in the same driveway listening for a turkey in 19 as we were with me and my dad. We're listening on youth weekend. I was eight. And I had a 20 gauge, also pre TSS, yeah. 870 pump. And uh, we hunted a turkey all morning, kept getting hung up. And he finally got him in youth morning. And it was a, still a. And I got antsy and I shot at the turkey about 55 yards. That'll happen. That'll happen. And I watched him fly off and I, I didn't want to look back at my dad because I knew he was about to be mad. <laughs> so that next week, when I, every day I got home from school, I'm telling you, we probably shot a case of shells. Yeah. So he trying to teach me how far I could shoot. Mm -hmm. Took, the first shot I shot was at 50 yards. So he, so he could show me how my pattern was at 50 yards. Yeah. But so the next weekend we went down back down to New Hebron to our deer camp and we're hunting on a pipeline a few hundred yards from where I missed and we had the same thing happen. A turkey hung up. This I, I don't know if it was the same turkey, but it was the same locate general location. Turkey sure. hung up, hung up, and about nine, nine thirty that morning he elbowed me. And there was two long beards coming back from our left. Yeah. They came in probably 15 yards before we could get where we could we had to wait for them to struggle we could get turned around and all that and we actually doubled on my first turkey really and me and my dad and that was the only other person I've doubled with in my life would be was Hunter mm -hmm. really my first turkey was a double with my dad and that's probably my it was a bad experience and then a week later the best experience yeah. you can get so well, you, most people get the highs then the lows you got the lows then the highs <laughs> right yeah I had to I was sick for a week, and I'm, my shoulder was purple by the time I finally killed Yeah. I only doubled because he made me shoot, I'm telling you, a box of shells. Well, you probably need to get your confidence back up, too. Right, you know? yeah, because the turkey we killed, we watched another. I got antsy because we watched the turkey come down a hill, so we watched him for 
200 yards. Yeah. And once he, when he got to 55, I fired off and I saw him run off and I knew that that was, Uh-oh. that was not good. Yeah. But like I said, it all turned around the next weekend and we doubled and that's the best memory I have. Yeah. Of turkey hunting. I mean, there's a lot more fun ones, but sure. with your dad and his dad, my granddad was actually behind us calling. So it was all three of us there, three that's generations cool. on, and me and my dad doubled and it was, you can't beat it. No. And from then on, I've been hooked. It's yeah. It's like, uh, I, people have different names for it, you know, obsession, a bug, or mm-hmm. but like, it's like the, the turkey hunter who you refer to. It's like uh, the people that get it, they get it, and it's like you get these hooks set in you, and it's there's no, you don't get unhooked, you right. know. You don't hear many people, especially in the southeast at least. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't speak in other. Uh, there's, I know there's some diehard turkey hunters in other parts of the country. I'm not saying there's not. I can just speak mostly to the southeast because that's where I'm from, right. obviously. But uh, I think even one of the favorite things I've heard uh, Jimmy Primo say, he said, he said, he said, in the southeast, turkey hunting might as well be its own religion. Mm-hmm. And to, and it, it almost, I, I'm, you know, he didn't mean that literally, obviously, and I have to say that just because you know, some yeah. people think, <laughs> and I'm not, but but it, I knew what he meant. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's like a different, and you talk about it in the the book that you just mm-hmm. released, Mr. Amazon bestseller over here. <laughs> yep, that is a. Uh... Kind of, I guess the key point of it is just, just celebrating that, you know, I, I think I even put in there just whatever you want to call it, the obsession, the sickness, the addiction, the, it, it, those that know, don't need an explanation of exactly what, you know, what we're talking about there. And it's just something that, like you said, it, it puts it, it's hooks in you and they don't come out. They go deeper and deeper every year, it feels like, with whether you kill a turkey or whether you don't. And it's just, it's, it's, it's indescribable, the, 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 the mind consumption that comes with turkey hunting whenever yeah. it's just you know especially in the southeast like you said i know it's, it's the same in, in different areas of the country but it's um it's, it's a separating divide between you know outdoorsmen and it's it's just a little different you know it's just different yeah um, not only does it hook deep it hooks quick oh yeah. yeah and that's the best thing i did this past year we put my wife she didn't kill it but we got her we caught her in four long beards yeah and we got back in the truck and she said, I understand that. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's just hooks you quick. Yeah. Well, look at uh, um, the best example, the most current one that I can think of is Gary, Absolutely. who we talked about earlier. Because when I when I met Gary and Charlie because this po- because of this podcast is how it all started. And, you know, he had said that he had turkey hunted before. I mean, he had. But mm-hmm. then last year with the COVID and he wasn't playing shows anymore like a lot like a lot of people he had more time on his hands than he's used to and he had the chance turkey hunt and that dude ate up with it absolutely like straight up ate up with it just from zero to 100 and that's i mean that's how quick it happens Mm -hmm. Uh, i think he came down um when was it the the first week and second weekend of the season yeah, the second week. It was fairly early because I remember seeing the pictures. Yeah, and he came down and, and, and hunted with us a couple of days. First, the first day was pouring rain, and I said, "Well, you come down here, we're gonna, we're gonna hunt this rain here. I don't know what mm-hmm. you come, you think you're getting into, but and I don't, I don't, I don't, the rain doesn't deter me too much." I said, "You know, somebody forgot their uh, rubber boot seals." Um, That's but a bad, bad thing. I didn't miss. I missed, I missed the last hour. Yep. And I was listening across the road trying to reach to take him a lot of piece of property. That's but, fair. Well, yeah, we we gave it a good all day here. 
in the pouring rain on that Saturday and that Sunday, I think we ended up killing one in a, in a fresh cut over and I swear that boy ran 4-3 to that bird as soon as he shot. <laughs> I was kind of getting up out from under this dirt knoll. He was he was standing over looking back at us. I was like, good gosh. But he was, I mean, it's one of those you can just look at somebody's eyes and know it's, it's game over. It's, yeah. You know, it, there's no looking back and he's one of them. And it's, you, know, you don't have to, you know, be at it at a certain age. You don't have to, you know, get hooked at age 7. You can get hooked at 25, 26, 45. And it's, it's no different, yeah. you know. It's just it it, it it overtakes you, and and then you'll find yourself in deer season, kind of looking around and kind of stop looking for uh, rubs and scrapes, and you kind of keep one eye out for some scratching, and and the next thing you know, you're just fall and winter's turkey scouting season, <laughs> <laughs> and like you know, and deer hunt when you can. Deer hunt when you can. Yeah, to pass the time. Exactly. So I want one of these like things I was thinking about because I always try to like think about directions I can take a conversation when we're doing a podcast. And so one topic I want to steer down is one I think we could have. There's a, a, a several talking points you could have. Um, so one of the chat I haven't finished the book yet. Admittedly, I've got like two or three chapters left um and then i actually skipped ahead one because and this is going to lead me to what we're talking to mm-hmm. is you had a chapter titled noxaby right and again that is the first time i remember because we, we talked about this a little bit on y'all's podcast mm-hmm. me and you did and i think that's the first time i've actually said the name on this podcast <laughs> Because it's just, y- y'all know what it, y- oh, y'all yeah, know what I'm talking yeah. about. Noxby, I might as well just go ahead and do it. Noxby is a piece of public ground, and any students from Starkpool that are listening to this, if you get upset that we're talking about it, I apologize. Yeah. But it's not like there's I mean, the place is already. Yeah. It's not like a low pressure area that not many people. Know I don't think about. you can fit many more in there. Yeah. So, so <laughs> it, it's our, it is what it is. I'm doing it. But that chapter. Like the reason I skipped ahead and read that one because I had seen a post that you made uh, specifically, and you I think you made the post before you even put the book out. Mm-hmm. It was, but, but it was talking about just those college years and and hunting, and we can all three talk on this probably on a more same level, I guess style because all of us went to Mississippi State, all of us hunted Knoxville. Right. But this is something I feel like every college student that's turkey hunting in their college years can relate to some of the, the things that you talk about in your book that me and you've talked about before that we're probably about to talk about as we <laughs> dive into this. But the t- it really, like I look back at it now, and I've said this before, it's not like when I was hunting, and it, it wasn't just solely at Knoxville. That's where I spent the majority of my time. Mm-hmm. Like I hit some of the other public spots around there. But there, there's those college years of turkey hunting, were were some of my absolute favorite mm-hmm. even to this day looking back on it. and again it's not like I was just whacking turkeys all the time it was it was probably one of the biggest learning periods mm-hmm. in my turkey hunting career cuz it was there wasn't as many like me getting to go with buddies all the time mm-hmm. I wasn't hunting on a place that I'd grown up hunting my entire life it was thrown into this brand new big place where there was a whole lot of hunting pressure and it was like all right Mm-hmm. figure it out yep you know what i mean that's kind of yep that it, it was it really is probably i can think of out of the top 10 of my favorite hunts that's i feel like at least half of them are there and my majority of those didn't even involve a turkey um you know it's, <laughs> it's just the, the time up there and 
and it's it, it is it is relatable that post you're talking about and that chapter can can kind of correlate with any public ground or with any college student or yeah. anybody even in that that's kind of what that chapter was addressing was anybody in that that college age where yeah. you're, you're figuring out stage of your life regardless and and um that's uh, that's the first place i went before i even really signed my lease was making sure that this place was I, I knew there was public ground up there i talked to a couple people and i mean they're not going to tell you where to go but they at least tell you there is public ground yeah it's there yeah, yeah. It the rest is on you yeah. <laughs> and um, so I, I drove i made a quick loop through it and said all right you know i think it's, it's big enough i think i can find some turkeys around here and um signed the lease enrolled and and that first season pretty rude awakening <laughs> um I think yeah, I went the whole, and I just come off a pretty good season too. Yeah, we had, you were feeling good. Yeah, yeah. I kind of geared that spring uh, to make sure that I got got my classes pushed uh, pushed back to the afternoons. I went to Mississippi College for the state, and so I was confidence was high going into March, and then uh, then it took a tumble after about thirty gobbleless mornings. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I had to I had to figure a lot of, a lot out. And um, and the majority of that was figuring out not as much because at, at the time my mind was geared towards finding turkeys and then that was that was half of it and you're good you just kill them yeah you know yeah then when the season comes and that's not the case up there and I'm sure it's not the case at a lot of public land and a lot of places like that so I have two specific Knoxby stories that I'm that I'm willing to tell the first one I, I'm telling this one to reinforce what I said about it being a pressured area. Oh yeah. So the first I had a similar experience the first spring I hunted out there. Mm-hmm. I I remember that year like after that spring was over I was talking to a uh, a friend of mine from back home and he was like, you know, and basically I remember the phrase I said I said man Knoxville kicked me in the teeth mm-hmm. for the first spring and what happened so I, I did kind of a similar thing. I got up there scouting around. The only thing that was different is I, I started at Mississippi State in the spring. Mm-hmm. I, I'd just come off that internship I did with Midwest Whitetail, and I showed up uh, in Starkville like in January. Mm-hmm. So I did, you know, went out looking around and all that kind of stuff, and I found some turkeys before the season, and I was feeling good. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, I was already You're picturing. Right you know, I mean, yeah, Instagram was around then. I'm not that old. I was trying, I'm trying to think back. I was like, I, I was already thinking, I was like, man, y'all just wait. Same, same kind of thing. I was like, uh, <laughs> everyone talks about how hard this place is. I got these turkeys. I'm going to try to yeah, kill man. one opening day. <laughs> man, I'm about to be something. So opening day rolls on. And I had sense enough about me to know, because I had hunted public land before. You know, there was a, I grew up to a place, I still won't mention this one, but yeah. close to where I lived. So I knew, I was like, all right, I got to get there early, put my work in. And so I pulled up to my parking spot, wasn't a soul there, because I got there really early. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yup. And so I started my hike in, because I had about probably a little, probably a mile and a half-ish to get where I wanted to get. Get to my spot. And I'm even getting early season Mississippi open woods, you know. Oh, yeah. So I knew, I was like, I may not end up sitting right here, but for now I'm just going to sit on this tree and see what's what. Mm Because if they're where I'm hoping they'll be, I'll be in good shape right here. So I'm sitting there, morning starts coming alive, woods are coming alive. I don't even have to make a sound and turkeys start gobbling. There was, if I remember right, there was at least four or five of them. (laughs) And I'm like, yes. 
This Here we is, go. This is it. This is it. And then, I, I kid you not, it starts getting to be, I mean, like they're in the tree, but it's starting to get that about light. I'm like, all right, any time now, this about to be, they're going to hit the ground, and then we're going to see what's what, you know, see if it shakes out. <laughs> and I hear something, and I, I didn't know this, didn't plan it, but I realized what I was hearing was hens pitching down and I had basically positioned myself between the hens and the gobblers. And I was like, I am in the driver's seat. Jesus. <laughs> I am in the driver's seat. Like, this is about to be awesome. Like, even they were far away, but the woods were open enough. I could see the hens hitting the ground. And they were hitting, you know, I mean, they'd cackle and hit the ground. And I'm listening. I'm like, that's Next gobble rings out. They're on the ground, and I'm like, I might not even have to make a sound. Yeah. You know, this may just shake out like I wanted to. And, and but me being me, I was <laughs> twenty at the time. I think I let out a yelp because I couldn't stand it, and and I'm like, all right, I ain't doing it no more. And uh, they had a little rise. They would have to come up, and they, you know, a little bottom down in there, and they gobbled. They were down in that bottom. I'm like, oh, any time, like any time, they're gonna be coming up over that ridge. <laughs> I mean, like, shot so loud, so close, like, I don't know. Like, it scared me. Like, I think my butt come off the ground, you know, I'm sitting on that tree. Check myself from Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, and I'm, I'm obviously the turkeys are going, but that was my first Knoxville mm-hmm. experience was that happening. Still don't like, I don't like, because I'm, after I gathered myself at what just happened, like, I kind of, I mean, I, in my mind, I was like, all right. Maybe that dude didn't know I was here, you know, because I really didn't make that much noise. I tried, and that that fella must have got that turkey and got out of dodge because I still I never seen it. <laughs> never seen. It. I walked down there, I could see the feathers, but he got yeah. out of there, got out, and that that was the first experience I ever had with Knoxby really? hunting on Knoxby was that. But to to kind of caveat that this is and what you're saying, this is probably one of my favorite turkey stories of all time. Um, it was the next spring after I had been kicked in the spring, the teeth, mm-hmm. the first one. And I had a soils class with uh, Dr. Cox was his name. Nice guy. Nice guy. Great guy. Do you have him too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just made a post about this recently. It's a Dorman Hall. Mm-hmm. Isn't that? Yeah. Yeah. I had 8 a.m. And as luck would have it, we didn't know it, but it was my, my first cousin. His name's Tanner. Um, me and Tanner had souls that class together. Spring came along, and we there was no forethought into how this hunt shook out at all. I mean, I had been thinking about this turkey, but we get out of that 8 o'clock class, and me and Tanner talking, and as turkey hunters do, and oh, it's yeah. springtime, we got to talking about turkeys, and it was it was like March 20th, so still early in the season. And somehow it came from the conversation that I didn't have a class until one that afternoon. He didn't have a class till like noon or one. I'm like, I'm going to Knoxville. And he was like, I'm going too. And so we go to scrambling. I run back to my house in the Highlands, grab my stuff. At that time of year, as most of y'all know, my vest and stuff was already in the truck, but I had to get my, you know, throw my garb on, drive by Tanner's house, get his stuff, and we're hightailing it to to, to the Knoxville. Off we go. And we walk him into this spot. Tanner had never been there. It was t- Tanner was the first person that I took to a spot in really? Knoxville. Yeah, you know how it is, man. I don't think I ever did. You know how it is. I mean, yeah. I was Respect like, for that. and I, t- I was like, Tanner, I did because that, that's what I was about to say. I got lucky when I came up there because you had 
because you got there a year before me. Oh yeah. So you, I don't damn. I, I don't know. You showed me all your spots, but you kind of you <laughs> showed you some you spots. Kinda pointed, I didn't know you were the third. You kind of pointed me in the right direction. There's some over there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, I remember I was at Tanner, not a soul, not a soul. Yeah. Like not a soul. Did you sign this document before? <laughs> you could take the blindfolds off. Yeah. And so we get into this spot, and um, as luck would have it, I mean, it's what, but it was in the same same general area as where the first instance happened, where I had the turkey shot out from under me, same, same area. And it was kind of a overcast day, and we, we probably got out there. By the time we got out there, it was probably 9, 30, 10 o'clock. And I, we get to this kind of, I always... Y'all probably done this too, I'm sure. I'm not sharing any secret tactics. We, we were on a ridge, but I got just on the underside of it, whereas if we struck anything, the turkey's going to have to come up over the ridge because, again, Mississippi, that early in the season, everything's open. Yep. If you get right up on top, the turkey can get up there and look around and go, ain't no hen, you know, or, or something, and, you You're know, kind of head out. Spot. So I'm like, well, let's just sit down right here for a little while, see what shakes out. And we're sitting there, and... I called and Tanner called and we're sitting close enough to each other. We're just kind of talking and stuff like that and weren't hearing anything. And I remember we were talking. We we're like, man, if we ain't getting getting into anything, we probably do need to get back to class. That you know, having those kind of discussions. And I remember we set like a deadline for ourselves. We're like, if we ain't stirred or struck anything by this time, we're out. And I will say, what I'm about to tell you is the only time this has happened in my turkey hunting career. I had had a uh, mouth call that I had just gotten, and it was, I, I should be able to remember, it was a primo something. I can't remember mm. what, what call it was, but uh, I'm sure it was some kind of bat cut because it's what I blow the best. <laughs> and <clears throat> I hadn't yelped on that one yet. I pulled, I, I kid you not, I'm not lying. I pulled it out of my little mouth call pouch, got Tanner's attention. I said, hey, said what I said. Secret weapon, you know, just <laughs> oh, just, yeah, just blowing smoke. I popped that thing in my mouth, and I clucked twice and yelped really hard. A turkey hammers oh, yeah. like 150 yards away. <laughs> like I like, and it just it, I was as surprised as that the turkey. <laughs> and like Tanner spins his head, looks at me, and goes crap. And I'm like, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> I just completely taken <laughs> off guard. Now that I don't want to do because that never works. Exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, everyone's done that. They go, this my secret call. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it never works. So, and, but is, if I'm lying, I'm dying. That's what happened. And the turkey, the turkeys didn't just come storming in. It, it took a little bit of course. And I, I remember, I think, I can't remember the exact hour, but it, it from the time we struck him to the time that I shot, it was like I think it was like a 40, 45 minute ordeal. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can remember them. They gobbled, and we, there was two of them, and. Um, they got significantly closer, and we kind of like got ready, and nothing happened. And we sat there for a little while, and scratching leaves, nothing. I'm trying to hear nothing. Never heard drumming, never heard anything. And finally, it had gone long enough. I was like, all right, I'm going to yelp again, just real soft, just kind of see. I remember I started yelping, just, you know, trying to yelp soft. I remember Tanner going, like, 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 like. And on the other side of the ridge that we couldn't see, you could hear them walking. Now, there they pop up over the ridge, two of them, in the full strut, just there. And I sat there for the longest time because this is is the first turkey that I ever killed there. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, prior spring, royally kicked the teeth. And this is like four or five days into the season of the next spring. 
And I don't, to this day, other than the first turkey I killed, I don't know if I was ever shook up of it as a turkey as I was that one. Because mm-hmm. it was kind of one of those things. They, those two turkeys stood there. One of them broke strut and kind of, you know how they do sometimes. Mm-hmm. One of them be strutting the most, the other ones kind of pop out and start looking around. But they hung out for a while. And I kind of just got caught up in the moment. Like I was like a Ricky Bobby. I was like, I don't know what to do with my hands. And, and I'm like, what well, And they're, I mean, they're nothing between me and the turkey, but they're an opportunity. They're like 30 yards. And finally it hit me. I was like, I'm supposed to shoot. Like I was supposed to shoot one of these turkeys. And typical me fashion, I shoot. And the turkey that I shoot at kind of falls back, hits the ground gets up and starts and I, I lose him mm-hmm. and the other one flies off i get up run luckily like as soon as i get to the top of the ridge i see him like he i mean i put another shot in him anyone that's watched the show recently is not going to be surprised at me doing that <laughs> um but I, dude I, I don't i don't know what i did i think probably i was so shook up by that turkey i probably wasn't down on the gun at all uh but what? <laughs> Why are you hitting you in the arm? I had that problem this season. Two, uh, I guess two up in the weekends in a row. Cheek bone. Cheek bone. Yeah, but man, if, the the celebration that ensued when that you know when I got the turkey and he's flopping and I'm you know Tanner runs over there. We go. I mean, it was like the most. I don't know if I'd ever felt more accomplished mm-hmm. at that time in my turkey hunting career. Totally relatable. Yep. And I, I still remember because we were, we were these guys. We got back like we. I don't know how long we, said we did not make it to class that day. Mm-hmm. But we sat around and re talked about that hunt. And Tanner was laughing at me, almost missing, and I'm like, you know that whole deal was, walk out and drive back. And I, I lived in the Highlands at the time, mm-hmm. and we get to the entrance to the Highland, entrance of the Highlands. And Tanner said, stop, stop, stop. I'm like, why? He gets out, takes the turkey, and puts it on the toolbox of my truck. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, everyone's got to know. This don't happen that often. He's like, they've got to know. And so, where, which, if I was at my house in the Highlands and I see someone driving with a turkey on their toolbox, I'd probably been like, this guy. You know what I mean? But that day, I was that guy. A right to be proud. I was so proud. Oh, yeah. And I still oh, drove back to that house, cleaned that turkey. We had people over at the house last night. We was having fried turkey breasts the whole night. Y'all know the deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of stories, or a lot of nights worth of stories just for that one bird. <laughs> but, but no, nah, that's, that's very relatable to mine because uh, I think, like I said, I went that whole season just, I would... I would get on turkeys. I would think I was on turkeys, and at that point, I'm thinking, man, it is. I don't even know if these are really gobbles or this is my mind just displaying tricks. Yield into that delusion of this is a gobble you're here, and I'm really not. But but uh, but I put in some boots on the ground between that May first and the next March fifteenth, and just figured out those woods, and then just uh, not as much figuring out where the turkeys were. Where where could I get this? other turkey hunters might not be willing and able to go that's what i was curious Mm -hmm. about because you talked about that in the book and like the methods that you were using to not just find turkeys but to i mean because if you go to Knoxby and most any public land place you can find a turkey or should i say you can put yourself in a situation where you're going to hear a turkey right 
but that you got to go a lot more steps than that. That's you know half. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if that's half. It's, yeah. like, it's like step one. That's like know? almost a given in some areas. You're like, well, this is awesome turkey country, and you think you're in heaven, and then you get there, and you're like, oh, everybody else thinks this is awesome turkey country too, so pick yeah. a number and get the back of the line. Yeah, kind exactly. of deal. Um, but, no, the, I mean, it was, you know, and that's another just – you know, straight up proven stuff. It's just what I did, and, and it, it seemed to work. It might not work for everybody. It might not work for me next time I try. But um, but what I would do just in, in that off season, I would I would uh, just use a an area map and um and try to find different obstacles that I could get in between. Like there's three or four you know creeks running a, a parallel to each other. You know, just kind of breaking it down to well. I mean, I'll cross a creek all day, but not everybody likes crossing creeks mm-hmm. that are chock full of water moccasins and God knows what. And I was thinking, you know, if I could just get across there and, and verify that some good turkey woods in between the creeks, you know, if I had to cross two creeks to get there and I, I'm surrounded by nothing but water and swamp and all this stuff, um, I just got to find ways to, to make it quick and quiet to get into there next season. And, and I, I went through and dropping waypoints on, on where logs have fallen across and stuff like that. And yeah. and sure enough, that, that next turkey season, I mean, and, and that kind of the same areas that I knew had turkeys the season prior, just couldn't get to them or that were just so pressured they had condensed them into, into these areas that mm-hmm. you get to and you're like, well, turn around, I can't get into this. Going through thickets and stuff. And, and, and that next season, I, I think – that yeah, it was opening. It was an opening day, or yeah, I think I want to say it was opening day because I was down here, and I, I wanted to go hunt up there opening day before they got a little pressured, and I drove up to Starkville on March fourteenth so I could hunt that fifteenth, and um, and it was it was like you said, it was kind of one of those surreal. I got on the bird, and and got kind of like I I wanted to, you know, kind of yeah, positioned yeah. myself in a pretty good spot, and and he was hammering on the limb, and he flew down, and um. I didn't really call too much. I learned that, you know. Hmm. There's a lot. They hear a lot of turkey calls on a daily basis. A lot. Yep. And um, and I, and I and thinking back, I did. I don't remember hearing a ton of hens there either. So I don't know. I guess they were just quiet. But the the hens that I heard that I was telling you about in that first story of flying down Cagman, those that I'm not I'm not confident enough to say those were the only hens I ever heard. But that was definitely the most vocal I ever heard them the whole time mm-hmm. I hunted there. Right. And I think that's just because it was early and there was a bunch of them together. And they weren't being loud. I just happened to be close to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I kept my calling pretty minimal. And um, and it was one of those, like you said, it was it was early, so it, wide open. And this is, I mean, it's just got patches of water everywhere. And, and, and that later became a little bit of a problem trying to get in these, these swampy areas where I would, I would get in sight of a, a bird. He'd come close enough to me and... and I cross some barriers, but I didn't cross all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes the birds don't want to cross those barriers as well. Yes. So just knowing that land was, was beneficial, but but regardless, this this time it worked out, and and he came strutting in. I feel like I could see him for a good 130 yards strutting in, and he'd take three steps, spitting drum, and and it was just one of those he'd, he'd walk three steps and stop, walk three steps and stop, and I had to sit there, and, and it's about like first turkey kind of deal. This is a whole new first yeah it it, it it might work out it's not supposed to work out something bad is about to happen you know this yeah. is just this is not supposed to happen and, and it, it did though he got within 30 yards and i mean i just had the time where my bead hit his hit his neck from shaking so bad um the adrenaline was out the roof I, probably more than any other turkey i think i've ever shot yeah it was in wide open didn't you know it was perfect and i was still as nervous as i'll get out um 
but that 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 was a, a feeling of I could breathe again and kind of like I did it I, I you know yeah. figured it out if I don't feel another one out here it's fine but I mean it, it, it proved to be true you know a few more times after that but but the but the gist the whole Noxabee was not as is not as much I mean yeah it is being owed to the the place that you know I did, will always hold a little special place in my heart just being being the the piece of land that it is and, and all the time I spent out there outside of trick season was just you know just a, a whole new chapter yet to be written um but uh <laughs> um, but the but the the memories I, I, I'm glad that I was conscious of the moment I guess I knew that those memories would not last forever those were time limited memories I remember that that first turkey I shot out there just because it brings me back here and you saying that like I remember being like I actually did it mm -hmm. you know because like and I again it was just different because I it was I was young and I, I'd killed turkeys on the public ground back home but that was somewhat different because I'd had a lot of guidance from guys that I you know had mm -hmm. took me hunting and this was the first time that I kind of had to piece it together myself. And it was, I at that time, I'd never seen so much hunting pressure on one place, you know. And I was, I, it was just like, I couldn't believe it. You know, I was like, I, when I find, when I put my hand on that turkey, I was like. <sighs> yeah, big breath. Like, I couldn't believe it. We did it. <laughs> we did it. Now I got to get back to class and start 30 minutes ago. It was, well, I was, uh wildlife uh fisheries aquaculture science major so not all the professors were as forgiving but yeah. all of them were more understanding but i remember um that day i'd missed I, I had another class after the one i was supposed to be at the one i was supposed to be at at one was a lab mm. and i come running back in there to make my second one in thompson hall and start was not a big you know not very big and so it's kind of like a, I always said if you were in any kind of major that made you go to Thompson Hall, you knew everyone there because it just there weren't that many of us and all the professors, even if they even if you didn't have a class, all the professors saw you around. Mm -hmm. And I walked past the professor whose lab I missed going to my next class and he sees me walking in my rubber boots <laughs> and he just looks at me and he was one of the more understanding ones and he went, did you at least get him? And then I cracked a smile and said, I got him. He said, and he was more, because used, I mean, more often than not, I'm sure that's not the first time he's asked that question to a student. And most of the time, you know, the question's like, no, we got close or we didn't hear anything. I was like, I got him. He said, did you really? And I was like, yeah. He said, all right, don't miss the next one. I know. Excuse. <laughs> you know it's a big deal. I will never forget that. <laughs> As long as I, awesome. yeah, it was those memories, man. And that's it, it. I get drawn, but it was funny because I made that post about that turkey hunt, and I had a couple guys. Um, because there's a we have a good bit of listeners, and I'm sure y'all do too, yeah. that come from you know that are college age hunters that are in Star or going to Ole Miss or some college. Mm -hmm. But I had a, a couple guys DM me that are from that are at school at Mississippi State, and they're like, Oh, we still do that. I'm like, Good, <laughs> carry that one on. Oh, yeah. don't stop, <laughs> don't ever stop. Let it live, but that's I met some 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 cool people doing that too, and just and just meeting friends that also share the same passion, and a couple of them wound up were, were in classes with them, you know. Yeah, we would we would both be walking to the door at the same time and pair granges and be like, "You were at the yeah, <laughs> I saw your truck there." No, you um, didn't. You did not see my truck there. So yeah, like before we open this door and go to this class, you did not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I'm still friends with a lot of them today, and it, I mean, it was it was really cool just meeting some of those guys and 
it's, it's, a, it, like I said, it's a time-bound opportunity, and, and, and whether you kill one or not, you know it's not going to last forever, and you're not going to get to skin any more turkeys on a university drive ever again. It's over with, and you just soak it in, and, and it's just it's, it's always going to be a, a section of that mental journal of mine that is just pretty high up there. Yeah. And I, I gravitate towards that because, and it ain't even like I said, I know we're talking about Knoxville specifically, but I feel like every turkey hunter has that place, mm-hmm. you know, that's just holds that significance to them. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. It might be, you know, another public land place. It might be a place that they got permission on that they hunted for a couple of years before they killed one. Mm-hmm. But they, it's just that everyone has that place. The lot went into that one first bird that it when when did you, you got that fr- fruition of it or what is that the right word fruition is that the right word austin i have no idea <laughs> uh, sounds good yeah <laughs> sounds we're all with it <laughs> sounds great and I, I i could sit there I, I don't know there's so many different things you could talk about i uh, mainly right now i'm sitting I'm, I'm telling i'm not lying as i sit here i'm like i hope there's not too many people mad at us that we spent that much time talking about noxabee well i'll pr- uh, follow that up with it's really hard to kill a turkey I'm no like, it really it yeah. is and <laughs> i'll say i know I, I, so if you listen to the podcast with me and hunter on there mm-hmm. i'm so sorry because i know i've repeated some things but again a couple years this is when i was at primos was not in college anymore it's three i don't know how many years ago now i told you this i had an opportunity to long story short i was up around that part of the world and um i had uh, the chance i was like if i left really really early i could make a quick hunt at knoxville and i wanted to go there just for the sake of going there and i went to one of my what used to be one of my spots that i could there was always pressure but not as much mm-hmm. and i remember walking in there i was like oh it's, it's changed yeah. so so much there was so many boot tracks in there i know what you mean and yeah this, i think i ran into there used to be a, an old guy that would ride down the road when i'd be out there listening and um he he used to give me these tips on where birds were back in the 80s or something i you know, don't thank you but I, I doubt they're still there um, yeah. you know um but I, I think, I want to say, I went back up one spring. It was probably for a baseball game or something. And I did happen to, I was, I was living in New Orleans, and I had driven up. I was going to go there and come back down here. So I, I had my turkey and stuff with me, and I was thinking, you know what, I might I might try these in the morning, but I better go kind of scope it out. And I looked, and, yeah, I mean, you could drive back on 18-wheeler through this little mm-hmm. hog trail that I used to use. is now, a, I feel like, a paved road down in the middle and that same guy drove by coming home from work that afternoon <laughs> and I, he, he stopped and he looked at me kind of i didn't drive the same truck anymore and he was like are you the guy that you like, yep. that's me i said are you turkey back here? he said uh-uh <laughs> he <laughs> said there ain't a single turkey back here things have changed they have figured them out yep. yeah so but i don't know what's up there now what do you think what the like I've noticed, and if full freedom here, mm-hmm. but I feel like in the past, at least in the past five years, yeah. I feel like the popularity of turkey hunting has jumped. Mm-hmm. Have y'all seen that? I agree. I think so. Any, I, I weigh in. I don't, I'm not saying I know the answer here. Like, do you have any? Either of y'all have any idea what you think? contributing factors might be? I don't have a clue. I know, I guess, what, 10 years ago now, when Duck Dynasty came out, mm-hmm. how they boomed in the duck hunting world. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of starting to see the same thing now in the turkey world, where 
people are just wanting to pick it up and go. And yeah. Which is good. I mean, I, that's, that's good for. I like the turkey, turkey hunt. Yeah. yeah, turkey hunt. Yeah, yeah. And it's. I mean, it, I mean, everything has pros and cons. Yeah. But yeah, I don't say that negatively at all. You know, I mean, it's just it's just a thing. I mean, the more people out there hunting, the better it is for the turkey. Essentially, it's just I'm just more because I've said that. And some people are like I don't know, but I, I feel like there's just more of a I don't know. It, there's you see more the obsessed turkey hunter. I feel like I run into more of those than I used to. Yeah. Well, just like growing up, talking about us going at 14 and this truck turkey hunting. From then until probably we graduated high school, we were the only one of our friends that really yeah. hardcore turkey hunters. Yeah. And now you're starting to see more men that I don't know any of our friends that don't turkey hunt. Yeah. yeah. So along the same lines, there was a uh, deer camp that that my dad got in. He it was after I you know, I killed my first turkey when I was twelve and then I was just dying like I had to go, I had to go. And so dad Thankfully, I mean, like we, we deer hunted it too, but we primarily got in this deer camp, so I would have a spot of turkey. Mm-hmm. And that started before I could drive, and Dad would have to take me out there and let me, you know, mess around and stuff. And we stayed in that deer camp, I think at least through at least part of wise in high school and stuff. And it was the same kind of deal. We were in there when I could drive, and I got to where I could go by myself and all that. And at that time. Um, there was maybe one or two other guys mm-hmm. that turkey hunted in that whole deer camp. And I found out, it's been only a couple years ago, like, and this ha- this happened both, there was another deer camp that I was in, uh, lat- latter part of high school and up in my junior college year, same kind of deal, had really good turkey hunting on it, and there wasn't that many people that hunted it. Mm-hmm. And I talked to people recently in both of those deer camps. Now, some of them I got to go back and hunt with folks, and that's not the case anymore, yeah. man. If it's like one of those deals, if you're gonna get in there and turkey on a spot, you better get to that signing board early because mm-hmm. everyone's a turkey hunter. Well, yeah, even at my camp when we first started hunting there, when I first got in there, probably wasn't but three or four turkey hunters maybe. in the camp. Mm-hmm. And then this last two years, three years maybe, it's when I mean, you got to be there at four o'clock mm-hmm. when as soon as you can sign in and yeah. sign in for the box you want. Did y'all have a uh, Josh camp have like a like a uh, an er- like an early time limit, like you can't sign in before yeah, this can't. hour. Yeah, we couldn't sign in before four, so I would drive down from my house, sign me and Hunter in. I get sleep in my truck. Yeah, Hunter get there about five forty five and let take off. One of the ones that I was in, they made that rule because of me. I was running. There was a spot that I liked and I'd, I'd had some success in, and then every other turkey internet camp, which again at the time wasn't that many. You know how it is. Oh, yeah. And the turkey gets killed there. It was like, oh, this turkey there. Now and they so, go there. And That's so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, they know where you were because you had to sign in. Yeah. And they were they were like, hey, we're going to make it to where you can't be signing in at like 3 a.m. Because that's what I was doing. I'm technically here, man. I was like, I was there. That, that I was sleeping in this chair. That deer camp then, I had to leave my house at like, it was a 30, 45 minute drive. So I couldn't, there wasn't, I mean, like I had to get there, but I would, I'd sign at 3 a.m. and then go sleep in my truck until it was time to go. But I would, I, I was still, I was like, I don't see the problem if I'm here first, you know. That's how I was, and, they, and if they were going to make an early sign, I wish they'd have made it like five. Because <laughs> in turkey season, they don't get, I mean, you're, we're not leaving the camp until six. So I signed at four, two hours. I mean, there's been many mornings, hunters woke me up knocking on my window when he got there. Yeah, well, again, I kind of did that one to myself because I did straight up sign in at 3 a.m. <laughs> things that, you know, I probably yeah. wouldn't do now, but I was being competitive and being uh, young. Uh, and 
and I knew that there was a, I, I remember one particularly, I, there was a turkey I was trying to kill and I knew another guy knew about it. And I was just, you know how it is, I was like, I'm going to beat him there. We're friends, but maybe not anymore. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I'm going to beat him there. there. There's no question about it. I'm going to get here before you and I'm going to get to my spot. You, you know how I it is. I keep you up at night knowing yeah. somebody else is, might be after it. And just stuff that I shouldn't have been doing, you oh, know, yeah. like... Um, we had for a while <laughs> I'm telling stories on myself. <laughs> for a while the sign in for turkeys was uh you would sign in i mean you'd put your time you'd write your name and then you would every member had a number uh-huh. and you had to where you were going to be you had like it was pretty they again a lot of these are more uniform now because of me being the way that i was <laughs> at a young this was like 18 year old me or 17 year old me and I would, the, but the at the time is you were just supposed to on the, in the camp house where you signed in. There was a big aerial of the place, mm-hmm. and where you're gonna sign in, you wrote your member number and circled it, and that was your area. That's exactly how we did it. We just wrote our initials and circled it. Yeah. Well, they didn't say anything about the size of the way you wrote your. <laughs> <laughs> And so the pre well I had I had reason the previous I'm trying I'm trying well the there was a big stop laughing there was a <laughs> there was a big hardwood creek bottom and I had had an issue like I can't remember but it was that same spring of the person had signed in like next to me because he knew you know where and, and no fair play to him you know he's doing what he's doing but I was like I can fix this ain't nothing on them rules say how much I can circle and so that whole creek bottom had a big whatever my number was let's say it was seven I don't remember but seven I circled that whole oh, thing oh, and then disappeared I was gone I was going hunting <laughs> and I was rolling out and I remember a guy from the camp coming there like uh Lake <laughs> um <laughs> I know we never made rules about how big of an area you can sign off, but I don't think you can make that big of an area. It's like, man, I, I move a lot when I'm talking. Man, I cover ground. <laughs> I was everyone's favorite member. Yeah, they were. But yeah, that rule was like the next weekend they had they had done made an uh, like an, an addendum to the the uh, turkey rules of how big of an area you could circle. <laughs> Uh, well, you gotta take your advantages when you get them, and I kind of I can relate. I, I I grew up. I didn't have much of a, a camp to hunt at. Um, I had one little. Well, yeah, I had one little eighty-acre little plot of land we could hunt, and uh, we got it free. Me and my two brothers, literally for the price of like fixing a gate, we fix a gate every now and then, like clip fire lanes and stuff, and we could you know we could turkey hunt it, and it ended up it was some. Pretty jam up turkey woods. It wasn't much, but it was. Yeah. The the woods that were there were for uh for the first season probably year and a half, and then they cut a lot of it, and then it grew up, and then it became a eighty acre rabbit thinking. But um, but but aside from that, it was kind of the private land would be just friends of mine more mm-hmm. so than not. Um, but this this past year, I kind of got a little bit of a taste of having a camp. I don't have a camp, but I got signing board, and that was new to me. I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. cool. And then uh, I realized that you know some of the other people do hunt there too, and I was not okay with that. I did not like I that. It's pretty cool when somebody beats you to that side. I was like, this is a whole. I was, I was 
never been that kind of like just kind of just rough with like audacity or somebody audacity paying the same dues as me like a bird. I just kind of tell myself like, no, this is what happens. I still remember too because I I can't help but think like these old memories, especially like going back to Knoxville and my old deer camp days. This was before because like all the new turkey hunters now have. Uh, Onyx, you know, oh, yeah, like that yeah. kind of stuff. Like, I to this day, I kid to this day, my turkey vest, I still have the old printed out Knoxby area map folded up and I just mm-hmm. keep it in my vest. Every vest I've had since then, I just stick it down in there just because I don't know, I want to carry yeah. it. But those days, wasn't on Knoxby though, you had to have that with your name. Yeah, your permit. Yeah. 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 But I I remember that, man, because I would get to a spot and I would unfold that big area map. Like, <laughs> All right, I'm right here. Yeah. And, uh, no, I'm terrible direction, yeah. so. Which, at this point, before we take it any further, I do want to talk about there's one thing that we will not go to the Springwoods without this upcoming season, and that is the Onyx Hunt app. Onyx has so many incredible features, waypoints that we didn't have the ability to drop when we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. You can mark trails in and out. Back in those college days when we wanted, when we found a bird, we had to actually just remember where it was. Right. Whereas these days, you can just drop a waypoint on it, and if you if you want to, you can share it with people. I probably wouldn't. I use it as my own reference, but you have the ability to do that. The list goes on and on, so make sure you check out the Onyx Hunt app and use the code PRIMOS20 to get 20% off. That really has changed a lot, though. Yeah, big time. Like, I, I, got, I got a whole lot. I used to try to use my phone map, and then, like you said, turn it on aerial. Yep. Yeah. And that's really, I think, a lot of that that in between season scouting was memorizing the shapes of creeks. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Memorizing this shape of this creek. Couldn't tell you what the name of the creek was, where, you yeah. know, anything like that. But I know walk to that little bend in the bend and kind of deal. And that and I was a, been really beneficial to have some waypoints in. Yeah. I can remember, like, looking at creeks on the actual paper map mm-hmm. and then walking to that creek and then getting to a bend and then looking at it be like I think this is that bend yep. right there you know exactly whereas like now you just go I'm there and you cross it it's changed a lot well I, me- I remember too talking about tracking your way in and tracking your way out there's been times that I've sent you a- we're hunting together mm-hmm. and I've sent you a pen or you sent me a pen at the truck just to make sure if we get yeah. out walking around we know how to get yeah. back to where the truck is if we're hunting somewhere and we know we're about to make a walkabout and we're in a new spot you better believe we mark that truck right because it gets dark and you get turned around I can run the daylight yeah so, so we always <laughs> we always send a pen to each other that way if one of our phone wasn't working the other one would we could at least get back close to where the truck was right mm-hmm and it's, it's good to, I can't imagine what it would have been like scouting that place with Onyx. And having Onyx now. Oh my gosh. I think about, I seriously, I think about that all the yeah. time. All the time. Because I, could, I can't tell you how many times I'd be in there walking around, I'd sit down, I'd take that big map out and fold it out. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think I'm in here. <laughs> this is the you road, know? I think. And then I'd, like, I'd try to flip it over. Well, I'd put, like you said, if I had service, I'd pull my phone up and pull up the aerial and try to, like, yeah, I remember doing try that. to compare you the know? two. Be like, all right, I'm close, you know. So this shade of gray is pines. The lighter shade of gray is because mm-hmm. they're all black and white. Yeah. Trying to just decipher. Oh. But. It's changed a lot. It's one of those tools that is still good, and and that's kind of you know I know we harp on the heritage and the authenticity of turkey hunting and, and just man versus nature type stuff, and that's one of those that's 
you're still going back to the roots of you know aerial maps and stuff like that. That's an an, an advancement in that 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 you got to learn. That's not oh, a, yeah. that's not a, that's not necessarily making things easier. That's just I've I've met a tool. I've met a lot of purists. I'm sure y'all have too that don't like using certain elements in any kind of hunting. I haven't met anybody that was like, oh, those phone maps, that's cheating. I haven't heard I haven't heard that one yet. There may be somebody that feels that way, but I use it every day. Every religiously, yeah. Every, every single day. Absolutely. How y'all feel about, we'll end on this one, this will be a fun one. All right. Because here, like, we get, we don't get too many hot topics on here, and we try to not get too many people upset with us, but I know they've had, there have been some issues before our questions pop up before they're like a lot of the times especially because most of the time this podcast is me and Jordan talking right. and me and him are pretty much like-minded on everything when it comes to this but honestly like like we said we haven't known each other very long we've never turkey hunted together mm-hmm. and so y'all's views on some turkey stuff I don't know what it is I'm curious so one of the more hot ones today is decoys decoys how do y'all feel about decoys what, what, How long we got? Hey, well, well let's, <laughs> let's, open up, let's open up with this one. Well, well, decoys as a whole. Hens, hen decoys, jack decoys, gobbler decoys. Are you, are you open to decoys? Decoys as a whole. Yeah. See. Stationary decoys, I'm open to. I don't have anything against them. I don't. I can see Hunter's wheels turning. Oh, they're grinding. I can see his head. <laughs> can you? As soon as I said decoys, I saw Austin start smiling. You're like, here oh, we man. go. But no, it's um, it's one of those decoys, and I think I was, I tried to choose my words wisely in that <laughs> chapter was uh, decoys and realm of turkey hunting has not been a discussion of something, and, and uh, I was not referring to crawl behind, scoot and shoot decoys because that's never been a, a topic in three counties that I know of but but as um as stationary hen decoys go which is I have used before I haven't used a I've used a, like a, a stationary Jake decoy before mm-hmm. just uh just kind of with the hen before and and this isn't one of those theories that I, I, just, I was just born against decoys and I think that if you don't use decoys you're a better turkey hunter you're a better turkey caller for years I didn't think that so I'll preface this saying that like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed to, to say that's kind of what I assumed it to be that the good ones didn't need decoys to kill a turkey and the not so good turkey hunters needed a decoy to kill a turkey and, and then as I got older I realized that was not true and I was dead wrong <laughs> um, it was just kind of one of those humbling moments and you had to you know Take it with a, take it and, and understand it. But but at the same time, I had to realize what the difference was and and when to use decoys and when not to use decoys. And I think a lot of that had to do with the style of hunting that I I, I hunt turkeys, which was that's a good point. You know, I kind of broke it down into I think you can either hunt them through their curiosity or, or persuading. Uh, or curiosity or persuasion and um, I kind of go with the curiosity route you know I do yeah. a bunch of repositioning um, scratching and, and different turkey calls and I kind of act like a turkey a little more whereas some people maybe even Austin um, or Chase too my brother uh, he's a little more persuasive he, he kind of he picks a good tree and he, he'll sit there and wait it out and talk that turkey and come to persuade mm-hmm. them to choose this one hen over that one hen and it, it really took it wasn't either one of them but I was hunting with a friend of mine that, that did use a decoy and I was not too happy about it but um, <laughs> but this is when the, 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 the switch flipped I guess you'd say um, he staked it out there and 
And we sat there for two hours, and I'm thinking of all the things I could have. I, was, I knew we weren't going to kill turkey. I was thinking, because every other time, my theory was that, and the curiosity way of, of hunting turkeys is, is you're trying to talk them into coming to, more so rather than coming to, to I guess, breed the hen would be to come take a peek, kind of pinpoint that spot in their mind, see the hen. If nothing else, just remember that spot, because I do think they'll end up kind of checking back later after they're done with their little cages of hens they got with them. Um, and I think the decoy kind of killed all that curiosity by having one out there. Yeah. And um, so that's kind of line when it lines out the way I'm kind of trying to talk them into coming coming in. I think having the decoy kind of would hurt it a little bit, but but when you're sitting there talking, like I like I when I was hunting with a friend that did use decoy, he sat there and he he kind of went through these same you know notes and cadences of yelps and stuff like that and. And eventually did talk the turkey into choosing this, the turkey he was calling to be over the turkeys that he was with. And um, I kind of had to run those thoughts back through my mind of maybe it's not, you know, whether you're good at turkey hunting or bad at turkey hunting. It's just how you turkey hunt. Different and styles. Style, yeah. yeah, it's just yeah. two different styles of turkey hunting. And it's okay to not use them just as much as it's okay to use them. Yeah. But if you get the intertwining them, like I was saying, if I, if I throw a decoy out and I'm trying to talk this turkey into peeking over this ridge and I got the decoy 30, 35 yards in front of me and I'm 35 yards back here, well, then you're, you've got a pretty long shot when he does yeah. peek over and what see that hen and sits there and looks at that hen and that hen don't move towards him. But if you're in an open field and you're trying to tell this turkey this, you know, a couple hundred yards away into coming over here, it helps a lot to have a little beacon to go to yeah. with that deep pool. Yeah. So I, I, I will be the first to admit that I was wrong in thinking that you needed a decoy if you were not a good turkey hunter. You need a decoy if you hunt with a specific style. And just because I don't use one does not mean I'm a better turkey hunter at all. It just means that in, yeah. my, in my case, it worked out a little better. I'm kind of I'm the same way you are in the... Um just for instance, I when I I could put a decoy in my truck on March four the night of March fourteenth every year, and it stays in the back the backseat of my truck. Yeah, I pull it out very rarely. Like you said, if you're in a open spot, a wide open field, or, or even a fresh cutover that's wide, you can see a long ways. I'll stick one out. But when I first started hunting by myself, when I could drive, I was able to drive down to my camp. I hunted a turkey for five mornings straight. It was spring break. And the sixth morning, and every every day, those first five days, that turkey hung up at 60 yards. Mm-hmm. And what it, what you just said, you got your decoy 35 yards in front of you, where they stop 30 more yards, you, that's a long shot, mm-hmm. yeah. especially before Tuxton. Yeah, yeah. So sure. the sixth day, it was a Sunday morning, and I called, I, I didn't take my decoy, I actually forgot my decoy in the bed of my truck. And that turkey, I did the same thing you did. I would soft yaps. I was scraping, trying to persuade him to come on in. And it took him a little while longer, but I killed him that morning. He came within 20 yards. Yeah. And from that day forward, I've been opposed to decoys. But I say opposed to decoys. I would rather not use them. Yeah. But I know a bunch of people that are good turkey hunters that do use decoys. You know, I guess because I, I, I was always, when, when decoys started becoming an issue, or not an issue, when decoys started becoming a hot topic right. or becoming like a, like a negative subject or an argument point, yep. I was more like confused by it because just the, the turkey hunting raising, I guess I could call it, that I had, it was never the first turkey I ever killed with Keith. We didn't have a decoy out, I don't think. I don't think. I don't, 
No, we didn't have, yeah, we didn't have a decoy out. He, we had a decoy with us, and that, that set where he ended up killing the turkey, he didn't stick it out. Um, but just as I grew up turkey hunting, going different people, it was never like we're using decoys or we're not using decoys. Mm-hmm. It was always just situational. Right. And to this day, like I said, if I'm going, you know, just bailing off and I know I'm going to be walking a lot and I'm going to be in timber, I probably won't have a decoy yeah. with me, but I'll have a decoy in my truck. You know, it's just, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, soup. I, I just, like, you know what I mean? I never yeah. was. I, I was like, why is everyone upset about this? You know, I was like, if you need it, you need it. If you don't, it just mm-hmm. was based on what I was doing at the time. And I guess I, I was kind of, you know, falling into that too. Just, I don't know where it came from. Just a presumption of without using them, you assume that that's a tool that you don't need. And I was wrong. <laughs> because I could think of a lot of trade. I probably could have killed if I'd have one if I'd have known what the heck I was doing. But um, but that's, you know, it's just more like I do move around a lot. Um, and a lot of people don't. I, I try to, I, I bounce around. I'll sit at four different trees within the first 30 minutes of hunting. And I know a lot of you having a decoy kind of hinders that. And, and yeah. I need to go this way, you know, because I try to position myself with that kind of curiosity style, I was talking about the, the number one thing in my mind when I set up on a on goblin turkey is is not where I where can I get where I got a shot is where can I get where I can position some type of land barrier, some type of you know brush pile, uh, you know a, a ridge or something that I gotta call him around. It's not calling him to this where this decoy is and that's where my shot is. It's I'm, it's almost using that as where a decoy would be. Yeah. Putting a uh, you know just some kind of obstacle bending a road or something like that at that 30, 35 yard range and making sure. Some, that's always within you know shot for to myself and then trying to call him around that yeah. instead of calling him to a certain spot and then when he moves that's kind of irrelevant now so i gotta move yeah and i'll move you know whether it be 10 yards or 50 yards or kind of get on the other side of him it don't matter mm-hmm. that's kind of hard to do when you get a decoy and um and then it, you kind of get to intertwine and you're, you wind up at you know, seventy yards over here. Your decoy's still over there. You're thinking, oh, well, I hope you don't. <laughs> I hope it don't work too good because he's gonna be. Yeah, you know, so as much stuff as you leave on the ground. Oh yeah, you have to get a decoy. I think every decoy it. I've ever is somewhere. I don't know. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know I've purchased three, and I. Well, that's what I, leave. I put mine in my truck. I don't know if it's superstition or right? well, I know it's superstitious to have it in the truck. I like four turkeys in it rides there and. and if a lot, I will use a decoy like on a midday hunt. Yeah. If I'm going to sit in a field trying to, like after a rainy morning, yeah. going to try to sit on a big food plot or a field or something like that, I will stick a decoy out. But if I'm going to, my normal morning hunting, I, don't, I guess the only way to put it is I don't want to fool with mm-hmm. trying to get the, if I'm making a move, I don't have to crawl 35 yards. Well, Someone's got to get, get the decoy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I'll, I'll say that I'm, up until honestly this past year a little bit the season prior but i most of the hunting i did was by myself so yeah. i never had the i had the the option to move around a little more i can understand now after hunting with the, with people a little more it's hard to reposition stuff regardless and i can see where a decoy would definitely be yeah. beneficial or not that's what beneficial it's just it just makes more sense to have one when you have multiple people hunting especially if you're trying to film or something travel we got yeah we have like four of us out there sometimes you won't talk about a production no pun intended like, i mean <laughs> like it's 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 a lot <laughs> and it's just not having those hands to carry stuff like that was, yeah was tough but but no nah. I remember one morning, and I can't remember where we were, but we had six of us. I can't. It was stressful. I bet just just walking into the woods, just it was stressful. I wish you could see Hunter when you're hunting with 
I mean, it, he's gotten a little better when it's just me and him. Yeah. But you throw a third person in there. Oh. I wish you could see Hunter. I mean, you can like watch his nerves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like all over the step at the same time. Yeah. yeah. He wants to get in a line. We got to walk. You put your left foot down at this time, and your right one, and your left one. That's a little bit Dude, I have learned with turkey hunters because you never know. Like, every, I mean, obviously, because you're dealing with people, you never know how that person is going to be. But I've always learned, like, if I'm turkey hunting with somebody new, whether I'm filming or not, like, part of the first part of that hunt is I'm figuring out how they're going to operate before I figure out what I do. Kind of checking the temperature. Some people people are quirky, man, you know, or or even some people are, like, super lackadaisical. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes you'll turkey hunt with a dude and be mid-morning and he'll just go walking out into the middle of the field he's like all right i'm gonna yelp real quick but like, you couldn't have done that from inside the woods yeah, you know two, two yards back you could have had to walk out in the middle of i don't think it matters if we do yeah woods. all you man do your thing you know but it, you just like I said it, it does get interesting with it. i i guess we get more accustomed to hunting with different people just because of what i you yeah. know what i do but it was it was a good year i feel like that was a i had to actively try to you it's okay. It's okay. You know, just and I'm like I, I just want to say that I am very thankful for it because I, I enjoyed more hunts this year than I probably have in, in a lot of seasons. Being able to just soaking soaking in and hunting with people and with new people that was awesome. I think yeah. you know being on with Gary and, and different other people um, and just like having fun. You know, yeah, it was, it, it was a lot more enjoyable messing up and just. You know, when you're, a little when, you're, when you're standing in the pouring rain and not many turkeys are gobbling, it's a lot better to have you can push somebody else to sit there and, yeah. and joke around with yeah. you. Yeah, boys having fun. You're <laughs> by yourself. Yeah. I've had those days. I'm sure we all have. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, boys, we could go on for another, I don't know how long, but we've already been going for almost an hour and 20. Ooh. So we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. This has been an enjoyable conversation. Oh, yeah, I appreciate you. Yeah. Appreciate y'all. Uh, coming on the show appreciate y'all uh, letting me steal your recording equipment for an evening you gotta teach me how to operate a few things for you i don't know if i learned how to operate it we'll see how this audio comes out in this one and i will see but uh yeah guys we're gonna wrap this one up i hope you enjoyed it um spring legion y'all are on instagram and facebook and all that stuff cool guys i support what they're doing uh, again onyx hunt app check that out use the promo code primos 20 that save you 20 percent off and uh yeah we'll catch y'all back here next week thank y'all for listening to the speak the language podcast